What's good, Divine Gang Gang? So I want to welcome you to the first chapter of How Rich People Think. Um, you might have already heard the intro and me engage with the with the information, with the intro. So excited. So let's get right into it. Um, this is from the book, um, How Rich People Think. And there is a little bit of a subtitle here. It says, Turn Your Ambition Into Action. Love that. And it's written by Steve Siebold. So the first one says, middle class focuses on savings. World class focuses on earning. Driven by the fear of loss and uncertainty of the future, the masses focus on how to protect and hoard their money. While world class thinkers understand the importance of saving and investing, they direct their mental energy toward accumulating wealth through serving people and solving problems. When an economic correction occurs, the fear-based saver suffers catastrophic losses that may take years to recover. While world-class thinkers suffer similar losses, they quickly turn their attention to financial opportunities that present themselves in a society of suddenly terrified people. While the masses are selling for short-term survival, the great ones are buying for long-term success. One group is operating from fear, the other from abundance. The self-made rich aren't afraid to take calculated risks because they know if they lose, they can make it all back. While the middle class is always looking for the home run investment that will make them wealthy, the world class invest wisely, knowing the bulk of their fortune will come from the service they provide. Most people are more concerned with the modest gains they accumulate from their savings and investments than they are with using their billion-dollar minds to create a fortune. The masses are so focused on clipping coupons and living frugally that they miss major opportunities. Even in the midst of cash flow crises, The rich reject the nickel and dime thinking of the masses. They are masters at focusing their mental energy where it belongs, on the big money. How about you? Are you more focused on saving pennies or building an empire? Your current financial status will give you an idea of your past thinking. If you're rich, keep thinking the way you're thinking. If not, maybe it's time for a change. That is beautiful, you guys. Now, I'm going to get right into the um, resources. So here he has rich resource, um, critical thinking question, and action step. So I want to make sure that you get that up, up front. 
Um, and then if you stay towards the end, I'll give you my thoughts. He said some very profound things here that you can continue to take with you um, throughout the rest of the week until we get into Thursday's Oracle. Um, it says here, so the re resource he's telling you about, rich resource, it's called The Rich, A Study of the Species by William Davis. Interesting. I'll have to, I'm curious why he would say that, especially for the first chapter. The name of the book is The Rich, A New Study of the Species by William Davis. Um, that sounds like a rabbit hole. <laughs> But coming from someone like him, oh, that makes me so curious. Like, what is in that book that he wants us to know right off the bat? What do they mean by new species? Who is this William Davis guy? What is he talking about? So then the, the critical thinking question here is based on your past behaviors and results. Are you thinking big or small? So that's basically a come to Jesus moment. And um, I will kind of skip up here a little bit. And as he says... Um, he says, your current financial status will give you an idea of your past thinking. Now that can really hurt your feelings depending on where you are. I know that's something that I've had to deal with. Um, and you know, I did the best I could. Um, but, but I look forward to in three years from now or by 2025 being able to be like, you know, looking at my current financial status and being like, I done good. I think I'm a rich thinking bitch, right? <laughs> so part of it is, is dealing with, with reality, right? Um, we're not going to be able to tackle some of these things until we're very real and very raw with ourselves. And I think that's part of what this journey is all about. So let's get into the action step. The action steps here says, and I'm reading by like, candlelight basically because it's it's late so i'm trying to read here it says make a decision today to think bigger and maximize your money potential that's a great affirmation right he didn't outright say that it's an affirmation but that's beautiful if you're going to be manifesting for today or you need an intention for today or to carry you through the week um it says here make a decision today to think bigger and maximize your money potential. So if this is what you came here for, that's that, that part of the postcard, you'll want to come back next Monday when we get into the second um, postcard here. And sometimes I might tease you guys. Maybe I might come in and tell you what the title is for next week. And sometimes I might just let you wait. So I'm going to let you wait for the next the next week. Let me take a sneak peek here. Ooh, interesting. Of course, of course, of course. Mmm, delicious. Okay, so here are my, my thoughts. Um, So at this point, you can, you know, click off. But if you're driving on your way to work or you, you want to just have a chat and chew with me, here's some of the things that I'm uh, wanting to engage with that he said. So it says, driven by fear of loss and uncertainty of the future, we tend to focus on how to protect and hoard our money. And one of the things is like the, the title said, uh, one of the things I had to learn or a mental shift for me was I can't save my way into being a millionaire. 
And um, if you've been following and engaging with me, one of the things we've said, and he says in his intro, and I think it's going to be important to say it here, is um, this is an extreme example or an example of how extreme the difference is in the thinking between the middle class, um, the lower class, and the rich. Because um, once I recognize it, I can see it even with my friends. When they get money, they save it. With me, I've been taking the same money and I've been putting it into things that are going to invest. For example, but I'm not saying to do this, but I'm saying like I could take you know, one person will save their $300. And when you start to look at how much they pay you in your bank checking account to save $300, it's not a lot, you know? So I bought things like a a miner that's going to generate me more income, right? So I came out of pocket, but that asset is going to I just plug it in and it, it's going to start generating income for me. And another investment tool, I uh, there's an, another investment tool where if I put it in into that one, the Novatech, that one gives me 3% every Friday, right? And I can choose to reinvest that money and grow that 300. And, and just to give you the, the, the principles of compounding, right? Um, let me try to find the compound, compound calculator. This is my favorite one. Yay, I saved it. All right, I, I really want to drive home to you guys the importance of passive income and starting to pay attention to how much you're getting on your returns. Um, 3% weekly. So initial balance of $300. Interest rate 3% weekly for, let's start off with 12 months. In 12 months, you would have had... Um, so $1,300, right? If you do that for 24 months, you will have $5,636. And then we're talking about, so if you do that for 36 months, you will have... 24,000, right? And so if if you go so on and so forth all the way up until 2025, so let's see, so in 2025 or in 2021, 22, 23, 24, so let's say 48 months, which is just the next step up, right? Because um, if you guys have been with me, you will understand why I'm going as far as 20, whoa, whoa, wow, wow, wow. You'll understand why I was saying 2025 because um, I'm encouraging my tribe to join me in listening to Larry Elder. He's on YouTube. His channel is Stock Up with um, Larry Elder. I call him Uncle Larry. I don't know why, but when when you hear me referring to Uncle Larry, if you were to save $300, put it in Novatech, and compound it at 3% weekly for the next 48 months or until 2025, you will have turned that $300 into $105,897. Yes. Right? So that was based off of the old, if you look at any savings that you put in your checking account or your savings account or your schools first or your, um, they give you like different savings account 
tell me, you need to start looking for where you can make, and that's not even a hyper fund. Uh, there's another one where, and, and this kind of ties into now you're starting to look for opportunities and you have to be wise about it. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead to that part of the, of the chapter where he talks about that. But one of the, the one opportunities I'm looking at, I'm not saying please don't jump in it because um, I'm working on getting the resources for you guys on that, on whether or not I'm going to and if and when I do. But even when you look at the hyper fund, if you put in six, uh, one of my um, trading partners, he put in $600 last year, this time in October, and he waited a whole year to make sure that it was, it works. Um, for him and that 600, he grew it to 13,000. It is now $13,000, right? So now you need to go and start and look at all of your things like your retirement funds. If you look at your retirement, I mean, do you want to throw it after crypto and Shiba? You know, no, definitely, absolutely not. Do not recommend that. But you want to look for other ways to generate income to put it into stuff like that. So if you DoorDash on the side and make and and you know take that three hundred dollars extra, and then now buy yourself a miner or put it into a hyper fund or put it into a um into Nova Tech and, and let it sit there for the forty eight months. Those are the kind of moves we need to make. Which there's a, a lot of gems in here, but I'm gonna hop to that that part in the in here where he says um he talks about the extremes and differences of how we think right he says while world-class thinkers suffer the similar losses they quickly turn their attention to financial opportunities um one of the biggest things i really want to drive home for you guys is um i've i've been learning that too you have to be in a position to take care of financial opportunities um the mentor that i was listening to she was talking about the importance of taking advantage of financial opportunities and pos- positioning yourself to take to take advantage of those there are opportunities that are passing me by, by right now that i am keeping a tab on and so the next time it comes around I'll be able to jump on the, on that bandwagon, right? Um, but the, the words that stood out to me here are quickly turn their attention, right? So they're not going through 30 days, 60 days, 90 days of ambivalence. It's kind of like you know how to pounce and move quickly to get yourself out of that situation. And they have they pay attention to financial opportunities that present themselves, when everybody else is is terrified. Now, let me see if I can see when he wrote this book. I apologize, you guys. It's like really dark in here. Does it say on here when he wrote this book? Let me just check real quick at the, uh, in the back. But it's funny because we're going through a pandemic right now and there's a lot of fear. But, you know, the difference, what's going to set you apart from those who come out of this pandemic from famine to feast is they're taking advantage of these opportunities right now. Um, Here's the thing. It says, while the masses are selling for short-term survival, the great ones are buying for long-term success. One is operating from fear and another from abundance. You guys might remember I did a podcast a while back. That's why it's been so many, but the, my mentor shared a story with us about this guy who needed some quick cash. He had a cell phone and he, um, he came across somebody and the person was like, I'll buy the phone from you. And he was selling the phone for, 
a $300, right? It was either $200 or $300. And um, the guy was curious and he said, well, what are you going to do with the phone? And the guy said, well, I'm going to sell the phone. I'm going to um, buy a sword set, sword set. I don't know why it would be that high in value, but he said he would then turn around and sell the sword set and buy a high pedigree dog. And the high pedigree dog is worth $10,000. And then he would take that dog to get to a breeder. And then he would take the six puppies and sell those. And at that point, he would have made like 60000 off of his initial investment of two hundred. And so the um, person who was going to buy the phone said, you know what? It's okay. Um, I can just let you have the phone. You can take my idea, right? Financial opportunity. It's right there. He could have seized it. And the guy said, no, I really need the money now. And But how many of us think like that? How many of us have done that, right? One group is selling for short-term survival. The other ones are buying for long-term success. Um Here's another thing that I really want to make sure that we drive home. He goes, he said, the self-made rich aren't afraid to take calculated risk. The key word there is calculated risk. And that's why a lot of these people on YouTube will say, you know, please do your due diligence. It's like, um, I, I shared with you how um, I jumped into getting shares of um, BlackBerry. I'll never touch this stuff again. I got, I did it to myself, but I didn't do my, my due diligence. I didn't have an exit plan. I didn't know to read the chart that I was looking at. I didn't even know who I was. This person was in our trading group, but I didn't know their credentials. Now, if my mentor had said, you know, me and my, my dad, we talked about this a lot. Like we only take the ideas from her. And like, there might be one or two other people at this point, but once we got burnt from listening to other people in the group who were just as new to trading, had no idea, or said, I'm going to try something, we only listen to what our mentor posts. If she says she's going into Visa, we're going into Visa. And we look at the chart for ourselves, because if she gets in at 8 o'clock in the morning, it's going to be different for us if we get in at 11 o'clock or power hour, right? But we're not afraid to take calculated risk. And so, Yes, it's risky, but you're not going to make stupid decisions. You're not just going to, you know, if everybody jumps off a cliff, it doesn't mean you jump off a cliff. They have parachutes. They probably have a, a professional person on their back or something, or they've done this before or practiced in a, in a facility before they jumped off a cliff with a parachute on. Calculated risk, right? That's going to be critical. Self-made rich aren't afraid. Scared money doesn't make money, but they're also calculated, right? I think um, some people take risk, but they are not calculated, and that's why they're not rich. Because remember, they were saying, I was like, well, that's not how everybody thinks. I always take risk, and I still haven't made no calculated risks. This was another thing, too. He says, they take, they're take they not afraid to take calculated risks because they know if they lose, they can make it all back. And I talked about this on my um, a little while back. I had to come to the realization that when I you know lost my, my money, I had um, somebody take 100000 from me. It was, I went through a little period of, of, of depression, but for the most part, it was the bounce back when my mind was, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to go back to cleaning tables and working in retail. And then I had to 
really sit with myself and say, no, 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 that person who acquired that amount of money the first time around, now you have your degrees, now you have your real estate license, now you understand things better, now you understand investment tools better, you understand crypto stocks, you are not working with the same tools that you had when you first started. So I know I I will get it all back. I remember when I was talking to my ex and he felt really bad that this had happened to me. And I remember the absolute resolution in my voice and I'm conviction and I'm like, I'm going to make that money back. <clears throat> and if I'm blessed with the opportunity and I, I hope that you grow with me in this process, but it's like at one point, I'm going to get to the point where a hundred thousand is chump change to me, you know? the 20 years of working for someone else and working my way up through the ranks from working in the dish room to cashier, to cleaning the tables, to um, getting into an admissions office and then working two jobs and working at Victoria's Secret and working my way up to different administrative levels. It's like, I understand what it means to get it all back, right? I'm equipped with what it means to get it back. It says here, while the middle class isn't is always looking for the home run investment, which will make them wealthy. That's the other thing too. I think that it kind of talks a little bit about or speaks to the calculated risk. Middle class is kind of like they know there's opportunities out there, but you're looking for that one big hit that's going to make you a millionaire. So you're that type of person that you are going to put in a thousand dollars into Shiba Inu and, or AMC is another popular one. Let me tell you, I've made money in AMC. I've lost money in AMC. And I kind of have my thoughts on on AMC holders, especially when you listen to um, Larry Jones. It's like, yeah, if you're an AMC holder, you're going to want to listen to some stuff and it might change how you're doing things. But at the long, at the end of the day, take calculated risk. It's like you're counting on one lucky chance to make it but with the rich it's like you need to have streams of income eight different things even in the bible in that i think was ecclesiastes something 11 2 11 2 or something like that it says um you should have um seven yes eight because you don't know what can happen in the future so you have to have things in place for uncertainty it's kind of like you need to have two people on second base you know another one on third base and so then now you have a a double triple quadruple win but I think one of the things with middle class is you're just waiting for that one home run investment that will make you wealthy and that's not how it works and it has a lot to do with wealth and you know stroke of luck type of mindset it says the world class invest wisely knowing the bulk of their fortune will come from the service they provide. And that's beautiful because um, I think for Twin Flames, you know, you have to have a mission. And um, if you don't have a mission, then you, uh, you know, you're part of the community, but I, we're not just in this for partnerships or union or the romance. There's, you got work to do. And I've talked to you guys a lot about what it means to be philanthropic, Right. Um, uh, I'm going to try to wrap up with this. There was a new, and I have my thoughts about this, but there was, um, let me try to find it real quick. 
there was, they said the first black woman on Shark Tank, she has philanthropic, philanthropic, <laughs> I'm trying to do two things at the same time, Shark Tank, um, Endeavors, right, Emma Greedy, Grady, uh, probably butchered her name, Emma, G-R-E-D-E, first black woman on guest Shark, Shark Tank, um, I'm clicking on the first article here, but I, uh, one of the articles I read, she is involved in philanthropic efforts. And for you to be on that show, you have to be very, um, affluent, but let me see if I can find it here real quick. Um, launched back in the day. This one doesn't really talk about it. Let me just kind of try to muddle through it real quick. But she, I know she's doing something philanthropic. It helps women on that are overseas, I guess, who are dealing with um, turbulent environments is, is what I can remember right off the top. Ooh, I don't remember which one. Because I, I, I kind of Googled her to find out what, what it is that she does. And I don't want to spend too much time on there. Da, 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 da. I apologize. Anyways, yeah, I'm not going to find it. But she has philanthropic um, efforts. And so here she is, one of the, should be considerably healthy, wealthy um, on Shark Tank. Um, and able to to make money by being of service to others. That's what philanthropy means. It's like you're being of service to others. This is where you're talking about your nonprofits. Another one of my favorites I like to mention is Jaden Smith, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett's son. Um, one of his philanthropic um, enterprises is that he partnered with a company that has a machine that filters the water and he delivers free bottled water, free bottled water to places like Detroit, Michigan, right? And it's not hurting his pocket. He's still able to get his endorsements and and be financially, um, make money from that, right? And I think that's, that's what one of the things for divine feminine, divine masculines and twin flames, when you're learning to be the best version of yourself, manifesting wealth for yourself, and then going into union and having a mission that makes a difference for the world. So it says, world-class invest wisely, knowing the bulk of their fortune come from service to others. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be good enough. I think I'm going to, so it says, even yeah, I love this. The I love his language here. It says the rich reject the nickel and dime thinking of the masses. That's that's no. We're moving from nickel and dime to um, opulence, abundance mindset. And he says they're they're the masters at focusing their mental energy where it belongs on the big money. And to me, that was a playful, for me, um, contrast between divine feminine, divine masculine. I think in the spiritual realm and for us divine feminines, we say, oh, manifesting wealth. But the logic, the balance, the masculine way, you know, that they think or most of your divine masculines, when you meet them, they're going to be thinking more like mental focus. You know, that's when we start to talk about um, when we talk about alpha, delta, gamma, theta waves and alpha males or that type of thing, it's talking about the brain waves. I actually did a podcast on that one. If you listen to it, it's talking, if you 
I think if you Google like gamma or theta or alpha or beta, it will come up. But that's the thing with gamma. When you start to think as a gamma um, brain waves, you start to focus on, uh, use your mental energy more so than your physical, right? I think saving is a physical alpha way of trying to get to be a millionaire, but gamma is where you're using your mental, you're working wiser, smarter, um, and making millions quicker and faster than an alpha way of saving, you know, which is more physical or that type of thing in long term and may or may or may not happen. So he left a lot of things for you to, to think about here. I really look, enjoy this. I encourage you to join me. There are 29 more postcards that he talks about that give you insight into how the rich people think. So you'll want to join me every Monday. I'm pretty sure I'm going to knock these out early enough that if that you can start your day with it because I record these close to or in the midnight hours and then um, you'll have it in time for your Monday mornings. Okay. So if, if money manifesting on Mondays or money making Mondays is your thing, then this one's for you. Encourage you to check us out on Thursdays where we're doing Oracle readings on wealth and abundance because we're amplifying the energies of Jupiter and Jupiter rules everything having to do with money and abundance and expansion. So until then, I'm going to charge you with love, with light, with health, with wealth, with wisdom and prosperity. Peace.